Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger of Jay Rieger & Co., joined as always by my best bud, Matt Basinger of SwellSpark. Best bud. That's right. We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios, and today's episode is brought to you by M-Prize Bank. When you need a partner, not just another bank, member FDIC. Today's guest is the easiest name I've ever seen in my entire life. Ryan Reed, the president of Branded Custom Sportswear. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. It's going to be a wild day because we're feeling feisty. We're very feisty, and we're going to ask really good questions. Let's let's start with the most basic softball, right? What do you do? All right. So, actually, the company started uh, as Design Resources, uh, and that is kind of the parent company. It's a family business. It was uh, founded in 1995 by my parents. Okay. And uh, we do product development and sourcing for apparel and headwear. Um, focused on really uh, apparel brands and uh, apparel for with corporate identity. So okay. think of product that's going to have some corporate logo on it at sure. the end of the day. So if I'm like, hey, I want to make some Swell Spark hats. Uh, am I calling you? Am I calling someone else who's then calling you? Like, where do you live in that food chain of this whole world that I barely understand? Yeah, so we are really the manufacturer. We help the product develop, source it, and then we supply it to distributors. Um, so we're not usually selling to the end customer okay. um, in that business. So, so your orders are being received by distributors, not by businesses. It's a it's a mix. So we've got a variety of brands. I can kind of explain that. It's a little complicated, but so Design Resources is like the parent company. Uh, we we added a headwear division uh, called Caps Direct in 2002, okay. and we do the same thing for that we do for apparel for headwear. Uh, and then in 2003, we started a company called Dry Duck, which is workwear and outdoor lifestyle product. Okay. And then in 2009, we started a company called Branded Custom Sportswear, or we call it BCS. And we're an official licensee for Nike for colleges and universities. So okay. essentially, we've got a lot of different companies uh, under one roof doing different things. So um, I'm, and I'm mostly focused on the BCS Nike side of the business. Okay. So Ooh, I'm, I'm counting four so far, four, different yep. companies, right? But So you guys, are are you based here in Kansas City? Do you have multiple offices? How many folks are on staff? Tell us a little bit more about like your company dynamic. Yeah, so we're... We're based in Overland Park. Uh, we've got, uh, that's our headquarters. We've got about 180 people. Wow. Uh, we've got uh, offices in Shanghai and Singapore. And then we've got a distribution center in uh, Edwardsville, Kansas. And so uh, when you're at your Overland Park area, is there also like a, I'm going to call it a manufacturing plant? Um, do you guys have that function and capability as well, or is that really done overseas? Yeah, most of our manufacturing is done overseas. And then when we, de if we're decorating product for colleges and universities, we're doing that domestically for the most part. Um, at facilities we don't own, but they're around the country. Okay. So, so, so as part of that business right there, because that's that's a really exciting thing that a lot of the listeners will be able to relate to. Nike, let's use Oregon. Everyone knows about Oregon and Nike Connection. Yep. You are then really taking shirts from Nike that Nike is sending you or saying these are authorized Nike shirts, and then you are more or less, I'm going to use the wrong words here, you're tagging them and branding them and then packaging them and putting them out the door? Yeah, pretty much. We actually work directly with Nike-approved factories. We bring the product in, uh, we warehouse, and 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 then we go out and do all kinds of different artwork on it and ship it to retailers, uh, bookstores, you name it. And we do, outside of college and universities, we do other licensed products like Olympic product, uh, military, but everything kind of goes out with a logo on it. Okay. 
So company starts in 95. You're probably, what, like 10 years old at that time yeah. or something, long, something yeah, like that. exactly. How did you go from being a 10-year-old watching a family business to being a part of it and now running the show, it looks like? Yeah, so I kind of, I never imagined being in the family business. Um, in, I was sitting in a coffee shop in college and I literally just kind of had this desire to send my dad an email and ask him if I could join. And uh, he emailed me right back and said, yeah, that'd be great. So I, I came in, I learned the business. I actually spent some time overseas at our factories and just learned the business and uh, over time kind of grew into it and I, I love it. So it's, uh, you know, being part of family business, uh, being in Kansas City, being around sports, it's kind of a perfect world for me. I think family businesses are so fascinating. I have three kids and the thought of passing what I do down to them is like, I don't think that that's actually how we're going to roll this thing, you know, yeah. and we'll find out in time. But did you, when you came on initially, like what were you doing when you were in college or fresh out of college and how did you kind of grow into the role that you're in now? And, and was it right out of college or was there a stop somewhere else in between? Yeah, it was right out of college. Uh, we um, we start, had just started the Dry Duck brand, and okay. that was really exciting to me uh, because we finally had this brand that was, you know, going out to the consumers, and we were just starting it. So it sounded like I was kind of getting from being part of it from the ground up. Uh, so I, I kind of joined as a sales team member okay. uh, and hit the road and kind of learned, learned that ropes. And then I was part of kind of the start of our Nike business in 2009 and being able to kind of grow that. Um, so, which is where I'm at today. So, so talking about because the, the family business element's really a really good sort of direction to talk about a little bit here. What are some of the the difficulties, I guess, with being second generation and coming into a family business, either with the dynamic with your own parents, which is a huge dynamic in itself, um, but also really the employees around you. What, what sort of was that process like? In and obviously you started at the bottom and worked your way up, which is huge. But so what were some of the processes you had to go through in order to really gain the trust of your parents saying, yes, Ryan, you are absolutely the person for this job, and the employees saying, we've got the best next generation leader possible? Yeah, so I'm fortunate enough, actually, that my, my dad is still in the business. My mom's involved, and my sister actually recently joined in the last few years. Wow. Uh, so I get to work with, with everyone in the family. Um, but my dad's always had an ability to kind of challenge me enough, push me to do new things and, and bring me, you know, along the way. And, um, you know, I think just being able to work alongside him as his mentor, or as, as he's my mentor, uh, and following in his footsteps, I think that's really allowed me to, to grow. Um, and he's really always approached business with one, one kind of thing, is do the right thing. And I think that has been uh, really important for me in any projects I've ever been given, is just as long as you stick to that rule, it usually is going to work out. Mm -hmm. Do you oversee the financial capacity of the company, or is that overseen by someone else? Yeah, we. I mean, I've, I'm involved in kind of all the companies and um, and and involved in all those processes. Are, are you guys capitalized? Do you guys utilize debt for assisting with growth? Are you guys purely equity driven? Do you guys have outside silent partners? Sort of, how does that structure? So, look for privately you guys? held family business. Uh, you know, we we have some. We bank with a couple bank local banks, and uh, but. Outside of that, no, no outside partners or anything like that. So you've mentioned some of the, a lot of, I mean, not knowing much more than nine minutes worth of the business. So business so far, you guys have had some pretty significant growth, right? Some kind of new, like you're going into this market and you're going into this market and you have this Nike contract. What does 
the 2021 through 2025 growth look like for you? Like, are, are you growing a couple really big contracts with like Nike? Do you work with school districts? Do you work with college? Like, where do you go from here? That's a great, great question. Um, Tell you know, us coming, all the secrets. <laughs> coming, <laughs> that's a great question. Coming out of the you know the pan, our, the sports world stopped for us. I mean, if you remember, I was getting ready for the Big Twelve tournament last year, mm-hmm. heading to Power and Light, and it just got called off. And we kind of experienced having uh, all the all the sports leagues canceled. Uh, back to school was off. Kids weren't going back to school. Stadiums and arenas were empty. But but so so here's a quick question before we keep going down there. Let's let's ask this. Where were you? Uh, your inventory that you had made for the Big 12 tournament, what happened to that? We didn't make any for that. Everything sits kind of blank. Oh, and good we don't, for you. Yeah, oh, you <laughs> we were lucky there. But luckily, uh, a lot of our product is made on demand. So we kind of, once an opportunity comes, we make it. So we weren't sitting on a lot of finished inventory. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was a little scary there for a while. And we, you know, one of the best decisions we made was uh, through the pandemic, we kept everyone employed. We knew we had the right team. We had the right uh, model. And we knew that sports were going to come back. And when sure. they did, they were going to come back quick and people were going to have a demand. So I think for us, it's we've got the team, we've got the model. And now with sports kind of back, it's we're feeling incredible amount of energy and just trying to get after all of that. There's this thing we're kind of saying that people are revenge shopping. They're like <laughs> they're like making up for last you know missed time. And yeah. I don't know if you guys have been to a sports game lately, mm-hmm. but just getting back to a Royals game or sporting, it just feels feels special. Best. Yeah. And so. Yeah. I got So, like, I have vivid memories. We have a location in Power and Light, right? And so, like, the tournament was – it had started. There there was a a game or two that Mm -hmm. had been played, but you all hadn't made any merchandise. So, like, with with the Big 12 tournament, were you going to be making merchandise for the winners or – so most yeah. of our product we would make probably Basically, for, you're just like what were the opportunities yeah, that were like, missed? What, yeah, what were you waiting on maybe? Or? Luckily, we don't do a lot of the conference tournaments. We okay. usually focus on March Madness and Final Four okay. and, and things like that. But so we we just happen to be lucky on events like that. But there was other events, you know, Tokyo Olympics. We do a lot of product for that. That was postponed till now. Right. And, um, so now we've got you know back to back Olympics with Tokyo followed by Beijing. So the sports world just got interrupted, and we kind of had to react to it. And luckily, with our model being sitting on a lot of blank inventory, mm-hmm. we are able to react to kind of how that how that did. So we, we benefited. Yeah. So are you guys actively, now that pandemic is over, you know, revenge shopping is happening, are you all actively growing? You said you have 180, if, if I remember, folks. Like, do you anticipate that changing over the course of the next couple months or years as you continue to hopefully gain more of a market share? Yeah, we're, we're growing. We're hiring. Um, we have um, a lot of opportunity ahead of us with kind of across all the companies. Mm-hmm. Um, our dry duck business is doing really well, and we've got um, our you know, direct-to-consumer kind of strategy. We also supply to a lot of corporate companies. Okay. Um, our, our Nike business, again, just has a lot of opportunity ahead of us with you know, additional licensed businesses we can get after, as well as just the momentum around sports yeah. and uh, – you know, getting after that. So we're in mid July of 2021 as we're filming this. What have kind of been some of the hurdles that you've had to face in this more or less economic landscape post COVID raw materials, shipping issues, employment issues? What are sort of the things that you guys are battling that have kind of been different than what you would have traditionally described as the typical business problems, whether that's price fluctuations, whatever that may be? Where, where are you guys really battling right now? So I would say we're like a lot of companies we have. There's a lot of 
uh, port congestion and, and vessel shortage, getting product from overseas. Fortunately, we had a lot of inventory on the shelf, which is our model. So sure. we uh, we've we've really benefited from having that. Uh, but you know, there's product coming over that we're having to um, be strategic around and possibly expedite certain products over faster. Yeah. Um, but the I would say one of the challenges we had that we've really turned into a positive was just we we were successful working remote, but we also felt like with building product, creating it touching and feeling fabrics, looking at colors, we had to get back. Yeah. And so we are 100% back. Uh, and we've seen, you know, just looking across the table from people looking in the eyes, that mm-hmm. energy from hallway exchanges has played, it, it's been huge. Yeah. And so the last few months, I feel like that's been kind of our secret weapon of kind of getting back and solving problems together. And now it's now that we're kind of all together in the four walls, it's bringing that culture back it's slowly, you know, because there is, yeah. things have changed, but, and so I think we're trying to get our, our happy hours, our food trucks, our, Absolutely. our company I know meetings. A great place for happy hours, by the way. And you can throw it's some axes somewhere else. <laughs> there it is. Um, the same place. as far as the type of folks, probably my last like business question is tar- the, the folks who you are bringing on board right now, are they designers? Are they like, what types of roles are you currently or in the queue to start to bring on? Yeah, we, we hire a lot of merchandisers, so people that are coming from uh, textile merchandising degrees, uh, designers, you know, production artists, graphic designers, uh, sales, sure. and then uh, account service, you know, serving kind of our customers, um, depending on the brand that we're with. Awesome. So that's kind of the main, main, uh, main businesses uh, that we're hiring for. Awesome. Completely not related to business. I always liked it in this way. I'm an experienced guy, right? Annie and I both care deeply about the experience of the companies that we provide. But what is the coolest experience that you have ever had you in business? Yeah, and no, like in life. Oh. Like, oh, 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 oh. What if it is in business? It can be and in that's business. That's how we twist this question. It in the just future. can't be like getting married or having a kid because you know, and that's the answer you're supposed to say probably, but you just can't use that one. All right. So I would say the coolest experience has just been traveling. Yeah. And I would say um, part, part of learning the business, I got to, as I think I mentioned earlier, we got we to go overseas and live uh, with three of our factories for a summer. So I spent time in Hong Kong. It was around when the Olympics were happening in oh. Beijing and lived on the basically at, right directly at the factory mm-hmm. in China and just traveled all over Asia and learning the business. So that was it was really special. Uh, and got I got to see another side of the business that really made me appreciate it. That's awesome. Did you spend time in Singapore as well? I, I did not, no. Okay, go there. It'll be fun. Well, Ryan, uh, on behalf of Emprise Bank, on behalf of J. Reer & Co. Distillery, Let It Fly Media, Swellspark, thank you so much for being a part of this, for letting us pick your brain and answer questions. We wish you continued luck and success as you continue to grow here in 2021. And uh, if you want to make us a bunch of free T-shirts, we will gladly take them. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.